2019. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. And we talk about guns for an hour with this little puppy as the co-host. I was trying to get him to put these earphones on. He does not like the earphones. Oh, you know what that is? It's because you're jamming this computer over. So if you would quit jamming the computer over, then that fan wouldn't make that noise. I don't think... Co-host issues. All right. So we come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. And each night, we have a different uh, focus. We've been doing the show for a long time, so we attempt to accomplish some things with the show. Tonight's focus on Thursdays is uh, kind of alternate between... Sorry about the noise here. I'm trying to adjust the microphones. Uh, it alternates between travel and training this week. It's travel. This dude's been driving around all day and had a bit of travel experience and met a bunch of new pups and then just woke up to go, you know, potty. And, uh, now he's a little anxious, so he'll fall asleep here pretty soon. I imagine about the 10-minute mark, he'll be back to looking like a mushroom. Oh, maybe not even. Look, he's already spinning around. Oh, look, 10 minutes. Took 4 minutes and 44 seconds. There he goes. Can't get enough of that noise. What is that noise, anyway? Is it this fan? No. Is it this fan? Oh, neither one of those fans is even up. It's the 
and the computer. That's not good. I thought it was the fan on the uh, laptop cooler. There's a fan up in the laptop. Sounds like it's time to take the laptop, turn it off, and spray it with some compressed air, some canned air. Okay, sit down. It's gone. The noise is over. All right, so back to tonight's show, travel. Travel in 2A, why even bother? So uh, here's the deal. Try to make this an interactive show. Uh, Monday's normally the day we talk about uh, being an activist, why you might want to be an activist. So today it's going to be kind of that topic, but not so much activism, just gun-related, but I guess Second Amendment, because I care more about the Second Amendment stuff than the rest of it all. But the rest of it all is what the Second Amendment protects. So the rest of it all is pretty interesting. There's just a lot of it. And since I don't like specializing, uh, I like being aware of all of it. I don't need to settle down anywhere anymore. There was times in my experience or whatever where I had you know, done things pursued things for a while, uh, but uh, I'm more interested in just the pursuit of the big picture. So with that being said, um, let's talk about travel and how it respects to the community, right? And Second Amendment focus, but the community really. Uh, I've got this uh, deal from SHOT Show that kind of gave me the idea to start doing this. Plus it's something I've been wanting to do for a bit. So we've got, according to my thing up here that I'm pointing at, you probably, well, I guess you can't see, is the counter. And it's telling me there's a bunch of people watching, so welcome. We do the show live every weeknight at midnight. So live, because we value the interactive nature of the internet. We do uh, watch the live comments. I'm not really sharing the screen here, but trust me, I'm looking at the uh, comments from Roy, from and Gabriel, Ryan, and Keith. Thanks, everybody, for joining up. Tonight, if you want to be part of the show, just use your fingers or your pokers or whatever you do to get stuff across the tubes, and then I'll be able to see them on this side. So we do it live for that interactive nature. It's also unscripted. Nothing here has got an agenda to sell you anything or to persuade you or to uh, record, you know, give you most of the story so that you come back tomorrow. Really, we're trying to accomplish some stuff, so the authentic real conversation is valued so live every weeknight so that way we can get a lot accomplished gives us five days every week to work on stuff and then at midnight so that we have the entire night my goal would be to do this show now that i got a co-host i could do this show all evening just like art bell used to do with his uh radio shows and they still do at the uh what's it called now the uh coast to coast show uh each night except instead of focusing on werewolves and aliens and whatever uh you know let's talk about 2a and then the gun community the gun culture our gun history the inventions chemistry the metallurgy the sociology the uh, uh advantages let's evolve the conversation right let's really dig in so until we get there oh you know what i should be thanking the people that get us there until we get there we'll uh, go live for about an hour each night so we have a scroll right here at the bottom of the screen. It says, Patreons make it possible for us to spend time on projects like these. Thank you. Uh, then there's a link to our Patreon. Oops, there's a link to our Patreon deal right there. It's uh, patreon.com slash, you know, gun websites, of course. So uh, those are people that subscribe to what we do. Effectively buy us a cup of coffee. 
which I'm drinking right here, some instant coffee, a little bit of oat milk in there. Warmed up because it's super cold tonight. Uh, effectively, they each buy us a cup of coffee each month that accumulates, and then once a month, Patreon gives us a check, and that allows us to focus on projects like this one, the Daily Gun Show. Also, the websites that we put out there, the videos, of course, hundreds of them every year, uh, and then the different social platforms and stuff. But really, it's the websites. We have a lot of projects that we build, have built and update all the time to keep information available and current and uh, at people's fingertips, ideally. Apps are cool. A lot of people work on those. Unfortunately, over the years, my experience with apps is they come and go. Uh, they, they last for a good long time, but, uh, you know, and there's just, unless it's an app, actually, there's no, no apps that have lasted much longer than a few years. And it's just the nature of technology and people's interest and, and the uh, participation in these things. Even the apps for things like giant organizations just don't last very long. And it's, again, it's a technological thing. Now, websites don't necessarily stay the same, but at least they stay in the same place. So uh, I'm a big fan of the websites. We have a lot of projects out there like the calendars and the history and the, um, you know, again, getting information across. So lots of different guides and stuff. And that's really what the Patreons are supporting as well as these live shows. So with that being said, thanks to people who show up live, take part in this show. And uh, let's talk about travel tonight. So, um, you know, travel, uh, I think it's necessary for a couple of different things. I don't really have any notes here, but I was thinking about this as I was in Honda's chat just before this. In fact, while this is happening, uh, Never Enough Ammo is driving up to Colorado to hang out with uh, Honda, and uh, which are people that do live shows all the time. One of them lives in Texas and one of them lives in Denver. And they're, one guy is driving from Texas up to Denver and he's however many hours into that road trip and he's at the last couple of hours before he reaches Denver. And he's connected with his phone, uh, talking to the people in the live hangout, just the same as we are here, literally, you know, just a different channel. And there's a bunch of people in the room and they're all having a conversation. There's a bunch of people participating through the text chat who are watching, but also you know, involved in the conversation. And what that does is keep that person alive. You know, it gives that person uh, reason to stay awake, keeps their brain active, really cool. Uh, we've utilized that concept for years now, since dating back to before YouTube had the Hangouts even. We did that with a thing called Quick, Q-I-X. I'm sure it's long gone by now, but that was an app. I think it was just an app. It, you know, you know, there was an app and a website that lets you um, stream effectively, do exactly what we're doing now, except it was in 2009 to uh, 2010 and 11. And, uh, you know, we would go live stream while we were going to SHOT Show. Uh, I think we started doing that probably in seven with another app, but uh, the quick one was a lot better. Like they let the people comment and stuff. So anyway, the idea of traveling live, streaming live, I think that's kind of cool. I've been doing it, like I say, for 10 years now. Uh, we've been on both sides of that. I've been 16 hours into a road trip and people have helped me stay awake. I've been driving through Pennsylvania in the middle of the night probably trying to go too far uh, in an evening. And again, was able to stay awake with participation like that. So um, anyway, so that's one aspect of the travel that um, 
I guess I was just participating in in Honda's chat over there. Whenever this one ends, I'll still be able to jump over because Matt's got it's almost two hours or just under two hours, I think, whenever I started this thing up. Okay, the potato has turned back into a mushroom. So uh, I can say he's super tired. He's been running around all day long, and I kept stopping and doing stuff and doing things and getting them accustomed to travel because I travel with my pups. So um, uh, keeping people awake, driving and streaming, like I say, that's been a, an interesting thing. It's been uh, a lot of fun. As a person who drives, it can be incredibly boring, especially a drive between Tucson and Las Vegas, for example, is uh, something that we've driven. I mean, I guess I think I might have tried to count before, but uncountable number of times just over the years uh, going to Vegas for whatever reasons. It's a probably the closest big tourist attraction, the closest big economical tourist attraction, because uh, you can go to Vegas if you're not gambling, and just have a lot of inexpensive fun. So if you can, if you, people that live anywhere near Vegas, you know, take advantage of that. So we've been driving to Vegas since I was very young, and uh, that road, although it changes a little bit, it gets developed it's grown a bit it used to be a little road now it's like a two lane it's pretty much two lanes each way all the way from uh kingman to well i don't want to say all the way to phoenix but it's getting closer and closer to phoenix all the time so the road does change technically a little bit and it's kind of always under construction to some extent however it's driving through it's interesting i'm sure the people that have never driven it before would be jaw dropped it is great scenery but after a lot of times it's the scenery that we're used to so that's where the dry uh having somebody to talk to was super good the other thing is at night when you got nothing but darkness and very little lights out there very few towns to drive up in quite a bit of driving back and forth and up and down it's not quite mountain roads but there's a turn here and there and it's 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 interesting driving but it's not uh driving that needs your complete attention or anything, uh, your con full concentration, I guess you should say. But uh, anyway, so having the live conversations was cool to uh, pass the time, let's say, and stay awake. So Ryan's out there, says, I also live in Tulsa, and I think that uh, the ones that hit Tulsa pretty often, um, I don't know if that guy does coverage at Tulsa, but I started going to um, Tulsa to the big gun show there. I don't remember when, but I started going to the museum there in 2012 when we drove through uh, with Haas. We were driving through to, the goal was to just drive across the country and go to as many firearms factories as we could. That was sort of the goal. Uh, in 2009, I started going to factories as factory tours, and uh, people would be interested in letting us in as YouTubers to, to interview them and take some pictures, and mostly pictures that I would use like slideshow type of videos. Slow internet back in the day, so it wasn't like we just jumped right into full video tours or anything. You could do a full video tour, but you'd have to put it on DVD back in the day in order to get it to somebody with any kind of quality. So I didn't bother. I had done some DVD work and helped other people with their DVD work 
and it was not my cup of tea. Too much detail for very little return. Uh, and somebody would have to get the DVD and then watch the DVD for something archival. You know, going through and archiving a museum would have been ideal for a DVD type of project. But for just going around and interviewing people for a YouTube channel, which was, you know, it still is not that big a deal. Uh, it wasn't worth all the expense and elaborate crap production value, I guess, that you'd need for a DVD. So it just wasn't worth it. So we would take pictures when we did tours, and then we would make videos with all the pictures. Effectively, like, narrate a slideshow. So that's what we were doing in 2012. We did do some video, I suppose. So um, anyway, we were driving across the country, and we got to Tulsa, and I knew Tromix, Mike Friend at Firing Line, and... Like there was somebody else. So there was like a couple of different things we were doing in Tulsa. And uh, I had heard about the museum, or I think I might have been to the museum once. So I really wanted to go to the museum again. I can't remember if it was the first time I went to the museum or not. But anyway, it was definitely worth it. And, uh, you know, so I've been going to Tulsa because of the museum and because of that gun show uh, for a while. Then you know, I don't know, 2017 or 18, probably maybe 18. I don't remember when it was anymore that Clover started uh, going to Tulsa gun show as media. Uh, and that's when gun channels, or at least he jumped into gun channels and sort of created that next, that generation of gun channels with Clover and Ghost and, and, uh, you know, a bunch of people at that kind of same time all kind of jumped in and started participating. And Tulsa was uh, not just an opportunity, but it was a gathering place. So it was an opportunity just like an NRA show or a SHOT show or any trade show or an event, you know, it was a place to, to create content. But because Clover had contacted and worked with uh, you know, the producers, um, he was able to expand his like relationship with them to branch out or bring in or whatever you want to say, like all the different gun channels people. So then that turned into, I think, 30 something people. I want to say 36, but I'm going to just say 32 to be sure. I'm not over exaggerating, but it was in the 30s of people showed up to, uh, to cover the show and to be part of that kind of get together. And it was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, that part of Tulsa was a lot of fun. And then since then, uh, nobody's ever gotten together in a big way like that again, uh, or at least met up even. But there's definitely big groups or more than one group that are still fairly large that all get together and they know each other. It's just that it's pretty difficult to logistically to bring all those people together. We never really did get together except for literally kind of once in one room once. But just having that many people, it's really tough. So I think everybody's kind of defaulted to having a, a few groups doing their thing and kind of bumping into each other. And so it's been, cons well, 100% consistent since then. I haven't been able to go to all of them, but yeah, whenever I can, I love to be a part of it because there's all that gun channels part of the Tulsa and then the media part of it, the, the new media, video, you know, internet media element of it. They're very... Um, cool with the they've been good um i don't want to call them like they've been a great place for 
new media to grow and to get experience. So they fostered it and they've created it and it's been a good like back and forth with uh, the show and with media. So for that extent, Tulsa's awesome also. Now, as far as making money, I've made a ton of money going to Tulsa too. So that part of it's fun. I've driven stuff there. I've driven stuff back. I've brought stuff to the setup at a table. I never really made money selling stuff at the table on my own, but I've worked with people that were selling stuff at the table and that was a lot of fun. So traveling to gun shows, you know, we're talking about traveling and uh, why even bother. So, you know, getting things online is certainly a thing. And that's something we're going to have to um, at some point battle against or something like it'll be a challenge we'll have to overcome. But if everything's available through shipping, then what is the point of getting together and gathering? If it's simply a commerce thing, it makes more sense to just have websites and ship everything. But it's more than just the commerce side. It's the getting together and it's the arranging it and it's the presence. It's having, you know, SHOT Show being the fifth largest event in Vegas, it's difficult to suggest that the gun industry is the largest industry in the country because it's only the fifth largest convention in Vegas. That doesn't make it the fifth largest convention. It's just the fifth largest convention in Vegas. So who knows how many other conventions are larger than it. And typically the size and cost of the convention is an indication of how large the industry is in the overall market or whatever you call it. Like, um, So when they want to say that the gun industry is so powerful, then you know, explain why our trade show is you know, so big. But at the same time, it is pretty big. So, um, you know, it's significant. It influences the city of Las Vegas and influences um, the economy to some extent. It's some sliver of the economy. So anyway, so that part of, um, you know, these shows is pretty neat. And going to Tulsa is not necessarily new gun manufacturers or like a SHOT Show or like an NRA show. But uh, going and, and checking out the, um, you know, the sellers and the people who have their guns uh, for sale at the Tulsa is pretty interesting to experience and worth traveling for. And I guess that's the other side of it. You know, why gather? Because people all travel. So I was going to, I guess, go to that side of it. So everybody could sit at home and just go online. That takes no effort. And usually you value what takes effort, what takes time, what takes resources. So if it takes very little resources for people to have interaction, then interaction isn't going to be valued as much. So the interaction that does take a lot of effort typically is going to be rarer, you know, it's going to be less often and you know, of more value. Uh, so for just the, for the sake that there's fewer people showing up and that it has to be the people that are that interested or that able to be able to uh, uh, get there and be there. So it's going to be a, you know, a group that's dedicated, I guess. So it's a group that's, you know, prioritizing that, getting together with each other. So check out Rise Armament and Broken Arrow. Uh, well, I quit doing the tours. Uh, the tours were fun. And like I said, we were taking pictures mostly. And then I would take some video to try to remember the, you know, the information that we were given during the tour, but I don't have a photographic memory. And while I'm interested in a lot of things, I can't 
you know, keep track of every detail that somebody might tell us on a factory tour of you know, everything that might be going on in a factory. So I don't think we did a very good job of the factory tours. No, 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 I never went to school for being a videographer. I was mostly interested in opening up the doors and being in that first or in the waves of the initial um, overlap or whatever you want to call it, like the initial experiments with putting stuff online or bringing the internet to that element. Uh, factory tours or interviews and that kind of thing. And I guess part of it, like I say, is once you do them a couple of them, you know, in 2012, for example, we did that tour for lots of reasons. I didn't really hardly post any of the videos that I took. One, it was a massive amount of video. Like I came back after 30 something days on the road. I forget how many days we were on the road. It might have been even more than that. I don't remember. We were on the road for weeks taking video like almost every day. So I had it all. I've kept buying hard drives and cards and stuff. And it was an effort to keep putting the stuff off of my cameras and off of my phones onto the storage to have it. But there was a ton of it and there's only so much time to edit. So, you know, prioritizing it, sorting it, figuring it all out, you know, getting it ready to edit and then editing it, you know, it can only do so much. Um, and since there's a ton of content, lot of videos to make prioritizing them and whatever you know there's still a ton of work to do no matter what you can only devote so much time to each thing even if it's the most yeah it sounds like my losing a fan uh even if it's the most important stuff and you do it you know it's an obvious thing you're going to do first there's going to be a spectrum of that stuff so anyway there was a um whatever like it was about it was a rat had to ration the amount of time i was going to spend uh, producing them and that means the production value is shitty because I don't do production value good even if I was trying so uh, like I say it was it was interesting to do and it was an attempt but uh, I didn't love it I didn't fall in love with it and spend the rest of my time trying to get better at it I saw what was possible and and you know experimented with it I guess you could say but uh, since it wasn't a great match, I didn't pursue it too much. So I'm probably not going to be doing too many factory tours. The, the ones that I've done since then are pretty weak because I know my, what do you call it, like the shortcomings. I don't have good microphones. I don't have cameras that can zoom good or that can deal with lighting conditions well. And since I know that I have those shortcomings in the production, I get bad at the interview. Before I knew what the shortcomings were, I just didn't care. I plowed right through and just spent my time, my brain power on the interview. But now I'm spoiled, like I've been fouled. Like I know about the things that are inadequate. So I try to compensate and then it ends up being uh, a poor effort at a lot of things instead of just a decent effort at getting the information across. So like I say, I'm not good at it. I don't have a massive effort to or a massive interest in pursuing it on the other hand you know if i got invited by somebody and they said hey you know for whatever reason we want you to come over here heck yeah i mean i don't mind i'm not afraid of doing it i just don't think i'm the great match for it and i definitely don't have an audience or anything that shows up just to see those uh tours but i appreciate it um i like broken arrow that's where we got our coins made is my knife in my pocket no 
ってたりする
Um, no shorts and no videos. But I heard somebody say something about um, he's just been super busy or something. Super busy at the work. So it looks like his channel is still there. Did I drop the link already? Yeah, there's the link. I guess I probably shouldn't put that over there. Oh, I'm not screen sharing. Anyway. Okay, good. I'm just showing you like that dog. Can you hear him snoring? That dog's actually snoring. You may or may not hear. All right. So. That's another recession. We live in the richest country on the planet, and being tightened in the belt is, you know, going to be difficult for a lot of people. But strong men, easy times, easy times make weak men. Weak men make difficult times. Difficult times make strong men. Pick where you want to be on there. But if you agree with that dynamic or that thing, then hard times, right? Hard times for the richest country on the planet. A lot of people say, how do you get people to wake up? How do you get people to uh, uh, pay attention or whatever? So sometimes it's adversity. I don't know. It happened in the 70s. No. Do you want... And then the other thing is uh, the whole bullshit fake news thing. So watch news on one side, it'll tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You watch news on the other side, it'll tell you, oh, no, 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 no. So try watching the news from the financial people. Try watching the news from, like, another country or something, you know, from different perspectives. Watch the news from, like, old people. Watch the news from the kids. Uh, you start to see it from different angles. Watch it from like Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, and Green or something. And then you start to see, you know, I'll talk about the same thing. You start to see the where they're telling these people something. They're telling these people something. But these people are getting a whole different story. And they're all talking about the same thing. And that's where I get less and less worried about what I'm hearing from sources over here. Because there's bigger stuff going on. But anyway, I'm also not excitable and i'm not reactive so recessions happen what do you call it what's the opposite of that boom times or i don't know what the words are you know people make a lot of money people spend a lot of money people have to make a lot of money back again people don't pay attention to their stupid politicians politicians do idiot shit and then people get all worried and they pay attention to their politicians and all of a sudden politicians rope that shit back in Time to get active, time to keep people uh, that are super worried about it running for office. All right. Yep, you can hear him snoring over here. But anyway, so yeah, I'm not going to get too excited. I'm not going to blow it off, but we're the richest country on the planet. If anybody can handle the recession, the richest country on the planet can do it. There's uh, lots and lots of ways to be creative with... Uh, what some would call prepping or some would call self-reliance or whatever, just some would call being 
green or whatever, you know, just a different ways of saying being smart. You know, do you let your laundry water go back to the city where the city has to take it all apart and clean it? Or do you put your laundry water into a portion of your garden? You know, some stupid shit like that. Sometimes it's just a little shit. So, you know, politics are super important. Uh, we can have different agreement, different impressions on that. Politics are super, what's the word, like, uh, they pay attention to them every day. Like, they're certainly not going anywhere. But nothing that's happened in politics has stopped it from keep happening. You know what I mean? Like, it, all they ever, it's a self-sufficient, self-fulfilling prophecy. And uh, this dog doesn't care about one thing or another. Politics-wise, he's still going to get up and eat tomorrow. So everybody's, you know, you can pay attention to stuff that's outside your control. You can be aware of it. Or you can be obsessed by it. Some people are on the spectrums of not paying attention at all. Some people are paying attention all the time. But uh, I'm not talking about any of that shit. So we're talking about travel tonight. So getting into the thing that started me thinking about this one, because I've been doing on the Thursday shows, I've been talking about our different um, gun show loophole tours. Rearrange the... Uh, board over here so let me use the board as an example this is the uh gear websites i'm going to do a commercial for gear websites right here in case you're uh, interested the reason there's no commercials on here the reason i'm not trying to buy, make you buy some kind of new grip angle or thing with a new red dots plate on it it's because i could care less what you buy buy what you want or don't buy what you want i'm able to uh do what we do here because of our store uh, so if you're interested in supporting what we do here and you're not already a patreon or you're not interested in being a patreon consider checking out our gear websites gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms based playing cards and books we also have mugs shirts and posters with designs that we've made live of course we have patches every friday is free patch friday we appreciate your support thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com So over the years, we've uh, done all kinds of patches starting back in 2012. And, and like I say, I think it was um, anyway, I wasn't going to look over here for it. The uh, uh, tour started in 16. What's I looking over here for? Anyway, the yeah, I, I was thinking about. We were going to talk about the uh, shot show deal here. What the heck? All right. So, uh, oh, I guess I was saying we were talking about the different uh, eras of shot show, and I'm going to take a break from that and. Uh, talk about the, uh, what is this thing called? Like, it's not more than a brochure. It's not really a catalog. What do they call it? Shot show, blah, blah, blah. Take a look inside to preview. So maybe they call it a shot show preview. It's hard to say. But in any case, we're going to take a look at it. And uh, I figured instead of just looking at this, we would kind of talk about the overall subject of uh 
travel in 2A when it's uh, interesting. So I guess already we've talked about, you know, community and content creators getting together. Talk about the industry with gun shows getting together. Talk a little bit about competition shooters traveling all around. Uh, so this was or is for this next year's SHOT Show coming up in pretty much 17 days um, in Vegas. Uh, it's at two different convention centers that are stuck together by a little ramp. And this is a book that they've been putting out or a publication, whatever you want to say, for a long time. Now that there's apps and stuff, I think the apps you know, are getting more of a, a position in the sit in the mix. But they're still sending this out. So I'm just going to thumb through it here. Got some kind of ad for Rock Island Armory. And they're like, screw your flag and whatever it means to you. We're going to wad it up in a twisted knot, throw it on the floor, and write our shit on top of it in an advertisement. So throwing it on the floor, writing shit on top of it, using it for an advertisement. Three different violations of the U.S. flag code. No law, just whether or not you want to show respect. So that's their respect. So uh, we got January 15th, Sunday. There's the Golf Classic. I don't think I'll be covering that. Although it seems like we know somebody who could be covering the Golf Classic. Um, then we've got Monday, SHOT Show Week Supplier Showcase. Interesting. SHOT Show Week supplier showcase then we got law enforcement and armed forces kickoff meet and greet sponsored by daniel defense so i never heard of that before that's on monday so that's in addition to range day um we've got um all day shot or show supplier showcase which is pretty cool and then from 5 30 so in the evening there's two and a half two an hour and a half of law enforcement and armed forces kickoff. I don't know what that is. Separate fees applies. Must be registered for law enforcement and education program. All right. And then we got Tuesday, so the first day of SHOT. New product center is open all day. Then you got SHOT University starts pretty much in the beginning of the day and runs through almost the end of the day. You've got that law enforcement thing. You've got expert training sessions on Wednesday, whatever that means. Well, this is supposedly the whole week. And then uh, from 8 in the morning to the entire show, you got the, the whole show floor exhibit, products, and viewing is all open. You've also got that supplier showcase. Shot week supplier showcase, Tuesday only. What the hell? So... Shot Week Supplier Showcase is Monday and Tuesday, but why call it Shot Week Supplier Showcase? Just stupid confusing. 5.30 plus, uh, you've got the SHOT Show After Dark, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, industry Welcome on Tuesday, All-Star Jam Concert on Wednesday. And then a networking reception on Thursday. Sandman is asking, can anyone go to can anyone go to shot? Just a large gun show? No, it's not. Shot show is the in is the shooting and hunting outdoor trade show. Uh, I'm playing it's show, it's shot. So 
shooting and hunting outdoor trade show. It's a uh, uh, industry. It's the largest show. So it's in, it's the industry getting together so that 60,000 people show up. 2,000 of us are medias. The rest of them are gun shops, well, mostly gun shops, manufacturers, people that are building everything. And not like the entire factory, but, you know, representatives from the manufacturers. And then the middlemen, the people that purchase from the manufacturers, uh, like your Brownells and your RSR and your, your uh, Midway and your, uh, you know, your big companies that warehouse, they buy a bunch of it. Uh, Sports South, there's a whole bunch of them. And they'll buy a bunch of the stuff and then gun shops buy from them. And they exist because back and up until now, it's been really difficult. It'd probably be still difficult for a factory to supply every single gun shop. It's just would have been a lot of extra work. And for purchase orders and stuff, the people that are those middlemen, they anticipate what the shops are going to need and then can give the manufacturers projections and goals and insight so uh they provide a role going back and forth anyway that's who's mostly there so it's gun shop owners the middlemen and the manufacturers then there's some suppliers the people creating the metal and the nylon and the camouflages and the colors and everything else that we use the rubbers and the metals and all that like those people show up the people that are the marketing and the everything else, right? All these different layers. And then there's the gun shops, right? So you've got the display cases and you've got the stuff that uh, protects gun shops. You've got the different other things that you might need. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's the entire industry. So it's not a gun show. It's it's like going to uh, an industry show. So if you went to an industry car show, they would be having people with rubber and aluminum and glass. And then there'd be people showing about robots It'd be interesting, but it'd be useless for the regular person because it has nothing to do. It has to do with the infrastructure. So it's typically, that's what I should say, it's for the infrastructure of the gun community. So it's interesting to go because as media, we can see all the new stuff, but the new stuff is there so that the gun shop can go, which one of these should I sell? And they can say, well, you'll probably sell a dozen of these up to every two of these. So, you know, buy two dozen of these and buy two of these. And that's the kind of reason that this stuff is on the shelf. And then now, because media is a different influence than it used to be, some of the stuff on the shelf is presented in such a way that it's attractive or, you know, gets us to take video of it. So can you go? Anybody can go. So there's tens of thousands of people that go, but you do need to pay to go there and you have to have a reason to be there. They don't just open the doors and let you walk in. It's not like you pay the admission and you walk in, but... If you got a reason to be there, then go. And if you can pay for it, go. So gun shops will go. Gun shops will go. And a gun shop might have six employees. And four of them, because of family reasons, don't want to go or can't go. And then two of them that can go don't want to go. So now the gun shop is like, man, I could really use a third person to do X, Y, Z. Or maybe some... Uh, content creator is thinking, oh man, it'd be great if I had somebody to do this or that. So you might be able to go with somebody. Again, it's the industry. So if there's somebody that needs help there, consider that. Um, otherwise, uh, you can, can be your own business, right? Be a business, be a content creator, uh, be part of the industry. And then of course you're going to go because that's what it's that's what it's for. So if you ran a gun shop or if you 
built something. So it's possible to go, but at the same time, like I say, you just don't pay 10 bucks and walk in like you would at a regular gun show. It's also massive, so you would need, it's four days long plus some extras. So that's what we're looking at on the front page there's the schedule. Then we've got the table of contents. It's talking about the facilities itself, the, the casino, and then I guess the bridge is now presented by the people that hate our flag. And then we've got, uh, I shouldn't say they hate it, they just don't respect our flag. They don't know enough to disgrace it in three different ways in an advertisement. Then we've got uh, the marketplace, whatever that is, after dark networking, that all-star jam. Oh, I thought it was a preserve, it means a concert. New product center, protected by USCCA. The Golf Classic International Services. And then new lounges. That means where SIG was and where Mossberg was. They just leave a bunch of couches now. Expert training sessions. Do you think they left those lounges so that in case SIG at the last minute goes, oh, you know what, we'll come. Then they'll be like, oh, no problem, we left your spot. Uh, expert training sessions. I'm not going to talk about my experience at the training sessions, but they weren't always great. Chacho University, mobile and online planner, law enforcement education, uh, Las Vegas hotel information, transportation, eh, shuttle buses, well, what the hell, and then exhibitor list, supplier showcase, attendance rules and regulations, and then the floor plan. So let's put those rules first. That sounds good. Let's always start with the rules. Is this a clock ad? No. It's an ad for a watch, but they knew enough to put a clock in it. That's how you sell it. So, oh, look at this. We got a NSSF, Join Industries Support for mm -hmm. Suicide Prevention. At SHOT Show, resources are available to educate your company, staff, and customers about mental health, preventing suicide, and securely storing firearms to prevent access by a person in crisis. Learn also about the, learn also, how's that? Learn also about the importance of reaching out to someone you're concerned about and having a brave conversation. Stop by these booths to learn more. So there's a bunch of different ones listed here. That So Walk Talk America has its own booth. Three of them are NSSF. What? That's pretty cool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven altogether. The majority of firearms fatality, fatality, fatalities are suicides, not homicides or accidents. That's a shitty way of saying it. Our industry is well positioned to play a role in providing education to help reduce the rate of suicide by firearm. Uh, the messenger matters. Our industry can help bridge the gap between the suicide prevention. I think they could have done this better, but at least they got a page for it. That's nice. So where's these rules? I thought I was going to be looking at rules, man. Attendance, rules, and regulation. All right, that's this. All right, so here we go. Your participation supports the NSSF programs that promote safety, protect the industry, 
and ensure the sports and livelihood we all love are sustainable for years to come. You can further support these by joining, oh, this is membership. All right, so if you want to join NSSF, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, uh, if you're a buyer, so if you're a gun shop, you can be 35 bucks. Oh, shit. So if you're a member of SHOT Show, it costs you 35 bucks. No, if you're a member of NSSF, it costs you 35 bucks to go to SHOT Show, I think. 150 if you're not a member. Law enforcement, 35 bucks. But if you're not law enforcement, 225 bucks. Registration fees. Yeah, these are the fees. Uh, Non-buyer. So if you're just some person walking around, if you're a member, 225 bucks. If you're not a member, 350 bucks. So registration fees for material suppliers. Oh, snap. So if you want to bring materials to the show, 350 bucks for members and 550 bucks if you're not a member. And then fees for non-exhibiting manufacturers. So if you don't have a booth and you want to walk around as a manufacturer, 750 bucks. If you're a member, 550 bucks. They do not want you walking around. You're not going to be walking around for free. Let's put it that way. If you don't want to buy a booth there. Here's the rules. Attendance is restricted to shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade professionals and commercial buyers and sellers of military, law enforcement, and tactical products and services only. And that's in big letters. The SHOT Show is open to the general consuming... No, SHOT Show is not open to the general consuming public. Example, private visitors, hunters, sports shooters, members of the hunting clubs, says no one under age 16, including infants, is admitted, and there's no child care. Um, exhibitors and media are subject to different credentialing requirements. That's us. We're special. A SHOT Show badge constitutes a limited, revocable license to attend the current SHOT Show. Badges cannot be reproduced, transferred, or resold. There is a $100 fee to replace your badge. Uh, limit one free reprint per person. I think we've had to have them reprinted before. And that doesn't count if they, like, spell something wrong. They'll give you another one. Uh, photography attendees grant show management permission to utilize their images, likenesses, actions, and statements in live, any live or recorded audio, video, or photographic display. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. No unauthorized photography, strictly enforced. Photography or video recording at the show is prohibited, except by those with, a, I would say, like this valid media badge or other authorized individuals. No animals, except for properly identified, on duty, ADA recognized service animals. Service animals may not be branded. Uh-oh, I should have never got them branded. Oh, that probably means I can't put like an ad on the side of them. I'm not allowed to solicit suitcase or outboard. No personal firearms or ammunition allowed. 
only firearms on display by whose firing pins have been removed, just like in the movie Sniper, uh, will be permitted. No loud or abusive defamatory language, harassment, or other unprofessional or inappropriate behavior. They say it like that, but we all know what that means. No 9mm. Then we've got uh, not responsible for injuries. Attendees and their belongings may be searched at any time during the show. Did you know that? Oh, my gosh. Attendees consent to such searches. Attendees grant show management permission to utilize their image and likenesses. Blah, blah, blah. These attendance rules are applicable to all show attendees, including all of the different levels. Show management shall have sole discretion over admission. All right, I guess I've read the rules. So that's the rules. If anybody want to know what that was all about, it's a clock ad. Optical performance at its finest. I want to know where you get these all black nines. Those are cool. There's like black oxidized or black anodized uh, talons. All right, let's get back to the front here. More room to explore. So the SHOT Show used to be this section, and now it's all of this section. So the best parts about it are you used to have to come in way down here. And this is the kind of confusing building for some people. <coughs> and then that was it. You had to come back out right here. The only other option is there's a way to sneak into the casinos over here. But otherwise, you know, you had to come in and out this one door. Well, they added this whole other building. And this is a building, this is a building, and there's a street between them. So across that street, up in the air, this is a loading dock over here on this side. And this is just a kind of door in the middle of a second-story building. So there's this bridge going across the road. And now people can go from here to here. Uh, by walking across that bridge. So the big deal there is that on the other side of this big new building is an entrance. So you can park, not park, you can drop people off over here. So Ubers and just carpoolers can drop people here and go park somewhere. But, you know, now their people are dropped off instead of having all the congestion of being dropped off in one spot over here. Now it's distributed. And this is a big Ferris wheel and there's a monorail stop. So there's some big monorail that goes something like that around and then up the other end, I think. So now you can get a lot of different hotels, still get off that monorail right at the beginning of shot and now go in, weave in and out, however you're gonna do your strategy, come along, do do do, come into here. Again, maybe you're not gonna get it all, but if you tried, you know, you did something and then come out over here and get an Uber back to your place. It's just a whole nother way to do shot. Instead of having to crowd your way in with everybody, do something and then crowd your way back out at the end. That's, that's not a dull, it's not a dynamic anymore. All right, well, I'm about an hour in, just kind of riffing here and we're not getting that much interaction. I appreciate the people that are chatting, but it's not like I'm uh, getting a ton of stuff here. At this point, I've kind of described some of the stuff that's going on in shot, a little bit of my editorial on it. Um, but as far as traveling for the Second Amendment and gun-related stuff, 
I think it's super critical. I think it helps keep mix this stuff up, keeps us all aware of each other and what we're doing and who's out there, how we're doing it and with what. It lets us know about each other's plights and each other's uh, what's possible, you know, the successes and the failures. So we've got some places where ballot initiatives have just wailed on people. We've got places where individual politicians have, you know, just done some weird stuff. But as much as we have examples of those bad things, we also got the successes and the challenges to those things and how we did it. You know, that stuff to share. Um, okay, so uh, it's the IMATS of guns. I don't know what that is. So is that another big trade show? You know, there's a CES is there just before. I think it's a much larger convention. I'm pretty sure it's a major convention. Let's say large or top conventions in Las Vegas. I'm going to go check real quick. Las Vegas Direct. Oh, here, Vegas.com. That's got to be good. So the Consumer Electronics Show is in. Oh, this is just 10, the 10 in order, I think. It's unnecessarily, let's see, we all know conventions are not just excuses, but if you want some inspiration, go check out. Each of these hosts 50,000 plus. All right, so it says the CES show in January is one of the city's largest the mecca for all things technology so i would say it's kind of like that maybe the national association of brad broadcasters this is uh, then it says magic marketplace the magic top fashion executives to oh that's fashion so i guess there's a fashion one and then shot show the world of concrete that also happens right at the same time as shot show literally and then it says, um, there's no larger annual international event dedicated to concrete or masonry than the World of Concrete event. So it's literally the biggest concrete event in the country, in the world. There's a Star Trek convention every December, it says. Then there's a Las Vegas market, thousands of retailers. And then SEMA. For car lovers, uh, I don't know what that one is, but it's probably some kind of car one. So I don't know which one I minutes is. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, then I guess so. If that's a large convention for the industry. Well, like I say, this one was a uh, non-scripted effort to uh, chat about the value of travel with or for Second Amendment or in the realm of Second Amendment and guns. Uh, did it today because this puppy's been traveling. It's getting ready to travel. And um, oh, I got that shot show thing in the mail. I thought that would make a good mix. Then, ironically, 
Matt was over there listening, or Honda's over there talking with Matt, uh, trying to keep him awake while he's driving. Ironically, I'm falling asleep over here. Maybe it's because somebody's snoring this whole time. And that got me thinking about... You know, our road trips, and again, being there on this end of the line, or the other end of the internet while somebody's driving. done that so many times now. And then... Uh, what that's all about, you know, why people might be driving. Now, Matt's going on something else. He's just going for some vacation. Most of the time, we're having these kind of marathons to keep people awake while they're driving. Um, it was because they were at some kind of a firearms-related event. So there are lots to talk about, you know, with them uh, having it all fresh on their mind and having all the time in the world as they're driving. Uh, you know, it's a great time, a great opportunity to ask them questions and to um, get stuff while it's still fresh in their head or whatever. All right, so uh, got some questions coming in, so I will um, drink some coffee here. I forgot that before the show, I heated up half my cup of coffee, and it's super hot. So I go to drink it, and it's way warmer than I expected to be, so... So refreshing treat. All right, so good questions here. Uh, so travel with guns on a plane, is it worth it? I can only assume it's getting easier and easier and less complicated and less complicated. So in general, I mean, yes, it's worth it because it's not a, a problem. Let's put it that way. It's rarely a problem. And... The times that it is a problem, it can be anticipated, and then you could use a different, you know, advice. So, um, the uh, um, people, the what do you call them, TSA or whatever, the people that are in tasks with dealing with the firearms are not, unless they're new to the job, they're not new to firearms. So many people travel with firearms for work. So for whatever their profession might be where they need to travel with firearms, there's lots of them, uh, or for competition, or for some other thing, like maybe they're appraising or researching some kind of gun, you know, they're traveling with a gun for some other than shooting purpose. And then there's the manufacturers, the people that are building the, you know, the stuff, the things that we're talking about, the guns themselves. Sometimes they'll ship that stuff, but if they want to just be in possession of the item so that they're not shipping their prototypes or their rare, you know, idea or something, they may uh, be traveling with things that are technically guns or close enough that the TSA is going to consider it that. So when I used to fly, I haven't flown in a long time, but when I flew with firearms, it was, I wouldn't say commonplace, but it was essentially commonplace. And at this point, many years later, I have to assume it's getting even to be again more and more commonplace. So not something that maybe every TSA has dealt with, but every TSA knows how to contact somebody who's dealt with it. It's not a completely rare, unknown occurrence. So in that respect, is it worth it? Yeah, I, I haven't heard any, well, I don't listen for horror stories, but no horror stories have been pushed on me. None of them have been so atrocious or recent or anything that, People are like, let's change our minds on traveling with firearms because of this. Like, that story doesn't exist. So we know that the antis would use it against us, and we know the exploiters would use it to make money. So I suspect there hasn't been a story like that. 
Um, other than that, though, you risk losing it, and that's expensive. You risk damaging it, that's expensive. And depending on where you fly to with it, if you're not able to do much with it, it's just a lot of expense and liability to have that you're not going to be able to use. So it can be worth it, but it can also just as easily save you a bunch of money by just not bringing it. I can't think of too many... I'm saying I was thinking of something else. I'm thinking of uh, vacation or something. But um, yeah, I'm getting loopy. Uh, let's see. Are civilian AA-12s ever going to get released? No, that has already happened. So they tried to make them um, as just. I don't even think they were destructive devices. I think they were just, uh, or maybe they were. No, I think they were just semi-auto. So I think they were just plain old semi-autos. And they were very expensive. And they got messed with. And they're, they weren't successful enough to have you know, massive lawyers, from what I understand. So anyway, they've already tried. And it didn't uh, didn't just take off as automatically. But uh, I don't know. I think the people that dig it definitely dig it. And they don't see any hurdles that are unjumpable so they might be getting more hurdles but unless something's changed you know they knew that nobody involved with them I don't think is new to the game so they understood there's going to be some hurdles or some difficulties along the way uh, trains on the bus traveling that I'd have to sit there and think about it or maybe get more research. I know people who've traveled on both the trains and the buses with them, and I think your mileage may vary, and it's the information I have is old. So uh, I haven't heard anybody say anything that you shouldn't do, either of those, other than comfort or, well, I shouldn't say that. I think I have heard people say that they won't travel by train because of their policies, but policy versus what they do uh, typical you know, I don't know. and it depends on what you're talking about um, traveling with or carrying well I don't think any of them are going to allow you to carry would a fourth and AR be worth it as an AR A12 substitute I would not personally like it, but I guess for some people it might be considered similar. You know, there's really not nothing similar to an AA-12. It's two pieces of metal that come together like two shells and then like an Easter egg or something. Like once you put the two shells together, then some plastic wraps around the outside. Uh, or it's a shell that the plastic comes around like the Easter egg. And... Um, it's just a completely different gun. So the, the AR would be a thing. You can buy those. But uh, 12 gauge versus 410, it's a big difference too. All right. Well, I think it's this dog. I'm blaming the dog and the lack of caffeine power in my, ca in my coffee. So I'm going to wrap this one up. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us for the live part. Our goal, again, is to uh, do this late all night.
and I won't be falling asleep because, you know, if I didn't have to jump around on doing stupid junk on eBay and the store and everything else I've been trying to do to uh, continue to keep things covered uh, as good as possible, at least, um, you know, we sleep all day like this time and then run this thing piping hot, brand new, fresh daily gun shows full of Second Amendment awareness and gun history and fun. All night long. That would be our goal. Uh, if we had, what, 300 people on Patreon, we'd probably be there. We're at about 135 right now. I'm guessing about 300 would get us to where I wouldn't have to worry about the eBay as much. But it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But if you're interested in seeing that get work towards there, let people know about the Patreon thing. Some people are fans of that kind of subscription, so that kind of support. Uh, others uh, just pass it along to somebody who might be, you know, more interested in what we're trying to get across here. But uh, with that, yeah, I'm going to take off. I think I'll be able to sleep pretty easily. And uh, yeah, same to everybody. Have a great Christmas. If we don't chat again before then, uh, I'll be live tomorrow and the next day. We'll be wrapping up. Wait, what am I saying? Tomorrow is Friday, so we'll be wrapping up the week tomorrow. Uh, I'll just traveling around with this dog today. Makes me forget the last week this, or day this week. We'll be uh, live tomorrow and probably Saturday during the day. And you know, hopefully we'll probably be joining in with other people who are live on Sunday, those that are. Now, again, if we don't see you before then, have a great Christmas and a great uh, holiday. But if you don't like the Christmas part of it, then... Uh, Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. That's the commercial. This is the end little thingy here. Tonight's episode, The Endangered Species. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Then, just to be classy, we'll end it with this. <laughs>